we practice that neighborly love and some self-accountability, then we can alleviate the trappings of this world, the pointing of the fingers. I'm going to start a Black Lives Matter movement. I'm going to start a Proud Boy movement. You know, the Black Student Union, the White Student Union, the fucking Pink Polka Dot Door fucking union. It's a bunch of mumbo-jumbo because at the heart of it, nobody really cares. I mean, half those fucking white student alliance kids, they'll turn coat in a heartbeat. Imagine if they got a call from Kanye West. Nah, 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 that don't kill me. Hey, yo, it's Yeezy. You know, I'm branching out and I'm making a... Yeah, I'm making a fucking shoe clothing liner. Lining. A new, a new fucking Yeezy shoe. The new Yeezys are coming out, and I want you to be head of marketing for my Yeezy shoes. You want to come work for a black man? They would jump at it in a heartbeat. Oh, yes, Mr. Yeezy. Yes, Mr. Kanye. They're only in this movement to the extent that it serves their interest. It's not based on anything. It's based on anger, hatred, prejudices, People are self-interested, and that's why they act out the way they do. Same thing with a Black Lives Black Lives Matter or like a black student union person. If you got a black person in the student union who's all gung-ho for black rights and black whatever, that shit goes out the window if they get like a white benefactor. Oh, yes, I'm sir, yes. Paycheck? Paycheck? Okay, then yes, balls. As soon as the money comes in, nobody really gives a fuck. You ever notice that? Two tears in a bucket? Motherfucket. Chuckle bucket. Howdy, folks! It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent February 18th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. How you doing, folks? Glad to be here with you. What do you think of this monkey scruff, monkey guff that I got growing on my face? Take a look at that bush, folks. Full frontal bush. You know, look at that bush. You know? <sighs> I don't know, man. This quarantine's got me gone bonkers, you know? Can't get a barbershop haircut, you know? <clears throat> anyway, folks, if you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. This is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, cabelliake, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs, forever, you know? Current events, comedic rants and raves, politic, social um, issues, you know? The whole kit and caboodle, folks. You can't go wrong, you know? And if you are new to the show, you know, something very interesting. I'm selling shit on Amazon, folks. Take a look at that. Look at that puppy. Look at that puppy, folks. On my head. Look at that puppy. That head garment. This is what is known as the Clape Watch Cap Beanie Corduroy Docker Leon Brimless Hat Rolled Cuff Harbor Hat. Yeah. A men's corduroy beanie cap. Going for $16.50 Canadian on Amazon's, folks. Smoke them if you got them. $16.50 on Amazon. Free shipping included as well. You know? 
This is a great little winter hat, something that's kind of comfortable, you know? It's like it's got a bit of that like jughead from Archie vibe. You know, it's a brimless cap, brimless, not a brim, nary a brim to be had, a brimless cap, kind of like that jughead jughead double digest, Archie double digest, Betty and Veronica double digest, like that real Archie Andrew's Jughead Jughead look, you know what I mean? I liked Jughead growing up. I would always, you know, sit on the crapper, flipping through a Jughead comic, you know? And I'm like, wow, I like that cap, that brimless cap, you know? I also, I liked Chuck too. Remember Chuck, the black guy? You know, I liked Chuck. I liked Dylan. I liked Big Moose. I liked Reggie. Reggie was a Hellraiser. I never understood why... Archie was so, like, fixated on Veronica. He was like a gold digger because, like, Betty was obviously hotter, wasn't she? Like, strawberry blonde, wholesome, you know. Then, you know, you got that succubus, Veronica, the jet black hair, and Veronica Lodge with her rich billionaire grandfather, you know. He used to, like, molest children and sacrifice them in the woods, you know, Mr. Lodge. So Veronica Lodge, you know, she's, like, rich. But for some reason, Archie was, like, fixated with her over Betty. Oh, hell, I don't know. Anyway, check out this men's brimless cap, corduroy. Corduroy material, very nice corduroy material, you know. Comes in an array of colors, you know. There's an array of colors. I got the light purple. There's blue, orange, black, green. You name it, they got it, right? So check it out, folks. Link in the description. This is a way for y'all to um, support the podcast, JR the P. Something new that I'm doing. Now, 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 now. I know what you're thinking. Chuckle Bucket, Chuckles, Johnny, baby, I love you, but you got to be out of your fucking mind if you think that I'm going to be buying men's brimless corduroy caps, brimless hats, Archie Double Digest, Jughead Double Digest. Like, I don't got money for that shit. Here's the kicker. If you access the Amazon website through one of my links in the description and you make a purchase, any regular purchase that you regularly make, household items clothing, work equipment, whatever, any regular purchase that you make through Amazon, through one of my links, any purchase you make within 24 hours, I get a little bit of a kickback. See what I'm saying? I get a referral fee as an Amazon affiliate. I get a referral fee when you access their site through one of my links. Make whatever purchase you like, you know? The ball's in your court. The balls are on your chin. So yeah, I am an Amazon affiliate. And that's a brand new way, brand spanking new way for y'all viewers to support JR the P. And again, I thank you very much for your viewership, your listenership. There's no obligation. Um, This is a passive income for myself as an Amazon affiliate. Ain't going to make or break me. And where it's relatable to the viewer, the listener, this is me putting myself forward in my career. You know, I'm a humble podcast and growing, JR the P. I don't have any sponsorship as of yet, but this is my opportunity. This is the opportunity that's available to me. I can become an Amazon affiliate. I can promote products online. Ain't really no different than like, let's say I I have a comedy special in the future as a stand-up comedian. Let's say I have a stand-up comedy special in the future that is promoted and premiered on Amazon, Amazon Prime. I mean, what what difference is it to shuck and slang and pedal a comedy album on Amazon as it is... Peddling one of these puppies. Take a look at that. Men's corduroy brimless cap. Comes in an array of colors. $16.50 Canadian. Free shipping where applicable. You know? This is just me leveling up. 
You know, it ain't going to make or break me. I'm not particularly occupied with it. And this is relatable to y'all, you know. Are there, are there little things in your career that you could be doing? I mean, for, for crying out loud, do you think I woke up one morning saying, you know what I want to do? I want to sell men's brimless hats on fucking YouTube. No, I didn't. But this is a way for me to monetize my work, and it's a fun way for me to advance. It's something that is available for me to do. And if that's relatable to you, like, are there things that you're neglecting? Are there opportunities that you're not capitalizing on? You know, um, one thing that comes to mind, sometimes tradespeople, you know, construction, uh, myself, I'm an actor. There are actor unions. I'm sure there are all sorts of unions, you know, labor unions, legal uh, unions, government, un- government union. I don't know, but, you know, unions. You know, Jimmy Hoffa, wherever the fuck he is. But like, sometimes people get behind in their union dues. You know, you got to pay that union fee. Got to pay to play. They get behind in their union dues. And that's like, you know, you're, uh, times are tough, times are tough. But that's a priority. So there you are behind the eight ball, standing in your own way. And there are many other examples, like let's say you have to upgrade your skill set. Go get a class. Go get a certificate. um, Take a business trip. Get a little bit of advertising presence. um, Networking, you know, social media. These are the little steps that we have to make in our career in order to advance. And they're fun. And they're challenging. It doesn't have to be this depressing notion of overwhelming. Overwhelming mint. That's a word. Overwhelming mint. You know, you don't have to be overwhelmed with these challenges. Have fun. Go at them with a good attitude. And that's what I'm doing here when I'm selling shit on Amazon. Products. Consumer goods. When I'm selling consumer goods on Amazon, that's what I'm doing. I'm monetizing my work as a stand-up comedian, actor, podcaster, you know, pathetic leech, you know, hallelujah. So let's get on with the show. Quick sip of water, folks. Water break, boss. Don't mind me, balls. Coffee break, rather. Hit the spot. Let's get into some news, you know. All right, folks, in case you didn't know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And, um, hey, on the good news, the good news, no matter how you slice it, vaccinations are underway. We're well into a new year, 2021. We've all had time to process the situation, and we all have education and knowledge on the matter. It's not strictly for the experts. We the people, we the society, we are educated, we are aware, we have lived through a year of this situation. So now it's time for us all to make an educated um, guess, an educated standpoint, you know. Well, an educated guess is like a hypothesis, isn't it? An educated guess is like a hypothesis, I guess, right? So what I'm trying to say is we all have to take the education that we have on the matter of COVID-19 and make our own decisions. I respect others. If you want to wear one, two, or three masks, that's your prerogative. If you want to social distance, social distance, if you want to wash hands, if you want to stay indoors indefinitely, if you want to quit your job and live in the basement, that's up to you. Myself personally, well, I believe that COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. It was obviously created in some sort of laboratory. This is all a part of some sort of Cold War style situation between China and the United States of America. It's an affecting global economies. You know, the numbers are inflated and fudged. The World Health Organization said that 80% of people can recover without any special sort of treatment. 
Yes, it is devastating generally, you know, to a select few people, overly obese, poor health condition, or elderly, sad but true. You know, and it ain't nothing to squawk about. No big fucking deal. Bunch of mumbo jumbo as far as I'm concerned, folks. I ain't gonna wet my panty liner over it, you know? It was just created in some laboratory somewhere. It didn't come from no bat, you know? I can take offense to that, by the way, as a Christian male, you know? You ever see bats? Pretty darn cute, you know? (sighs) Flying around. They're, They're cute as a button, folks. They're cute as a button. You know, what kind of a retard would even eat a bat? You deserve to die. If you eat bats, you deserve to die. You do. I'm not going to cry over your grave because you were dumb enough to eat a bat. Then you got some sort of sickness from it. You're a moron. All right? So knock it off with this um, bat uh, prejudice. Knock it off with the fucking fear and pandemonium. We need to move forward. Check this out, folks. This is an article from uh, cbc.ca. 80-year-old kicked out of hospital for holding husband's hand. (gasps) Kim Crevitin begs for compassion for elderly father who has dementia and can only communicate through touch. Kim Crevitin and her family have been navigating the changing COVID-19 restrictions at New Brunswick long-term care homes and hospitals since the pandemic began. Pardon moi. The Riverview woman understands the need to keep vulnerable populations safe, but believes there should be more compassion for people like her father, who has Alzheimer's and is living in a hospital as he waits for a nursing home bed. He can say a few words, but he can't really communicate, Crevitin said of her dad, Kendall Terrace. The only way that we can really communicate with him is through touch, is through holding his hand, talking to him, hugging him. He still responds with hugs. He'll hug you back if you hug him. Terrace had been in a special care home, but his condition deteriorated quickly when visits were suspended early on in the pandemic, and he was transferred to a Moncton hospital in July. While the province was in the yellow phase of its pandemic recovery plan, recovery plan for the summer and much of the fall, Crevitin's 80-year-old mother and other family members were able to visit the hospital every day. Crevitin describes being able to see her dad as heartlifting and said her parents would hold hands for hours. We could listen to music with him and just really be close to him, she said. Her father was moved to the fifth floor of the hospital after Christmas, and the family was surprised to find out the rules for the visitors had changed, even though the region remained in the yellow phase. All of a sudden, we couldn't hold his hand. We had to sit in the chair with an X marked on the floor that was six feet away, and we were kind of like, wow, you know, this is really different. Crevitin said her mother, Lonnie, was escorted out of the hospital by a security guard after a nurse caught her reaching out to hold her husband's hand shortly after the move to the fifth floor. Most of the nurses in that unit were fantastic and very understanding, but there was a couple that were very into just following the rules. She said, they've been married for 60 years. It's very hard for my mother not to hold his hand, not to go up close to him, to touch him, especially since that's our only form of communication with him. When the nurse asked her mother to return to her chair, two meters away, she did. But Crevitin said two security guards were still called to their Two security guards were still called, and they escorted her mother out of the hospital. She's crying her eyes out. She's crying her eyes out because this is really embarrassing for her, and she feels like she's done something wrong, that she's a criminal. Crevitin said a hospital employee who screens visitors saw 
what was happening and handed her mother a card suggesting she contact the patient advocate. One of the security guards apologized and told her mother, I'm just doing my job. I don't necessarily agree with, with what I have to do here. I'm just doing my job. I don't necessarily agree with what I have to do here. And the article continues on. And that's the gist of it. You know, there are many stories like this surfacing, you know, an 80 year old couple married for 60 years. The husband has Alzheimer's, can only communicate through touch. He's very aware and present, but he can only communicate through touch. His wife of 60 years is escorted in tears out of the building for holding his hand. (gasps) Imagine being cooped up in the hospital that long. You'd want a hand job. You'd want something after an amount of time. You know, it's a very tense situation, you know. He, you know, he does the, the, the gentlemanly thing, you know, he accepts, you know, he'd rather have had a hand job any old day of the week, but he accepts a little hand holding, you know, he is in a public care facility. That's not good enough. The nurse <laughs> calls security, sends his poor wife of 60 years crying her eyes out, out of the building. Unacceptable. Unacceptable, folks. And yes, you know, I make a little satire, a little joke of the situation. But, you know, hand-holding. For com- come on. We cannot relegate ourselves to a position of we lose basic grip with humanity. So, I'll be brief about this. Um... I believe that we need to make an educated move forward. COVID-19 isn't something that is so deadly. Based upon the information that we have, this is the information that we've had. It hasn't changed. It affects the elderly, the poor at health, and pre-existing health conditions. 80% of people recover without any special treatment, according to the World Health Organization. Yes, it is a situation in which we have to be aware, but it's not something where we have to live in fear. There are ways in which we can be more accommodating and live and get through the situation. I mean, he's in a hospital. He's in a hospital room. Generally, there is a bathroom. What if they have a procedure where it's like, okay, you got to wash your hands thoroughly when you enter the room. You got to wash your hands thoroughly when you exit the room. You got to wear gloves, mask. But, you know, seeing as there's really no difference between sitting six feet away from a person and sitting right next to a person, like there's no difference. Okay, you may as well sit next to your husband. And if you're wearing a glove, perhaps let's make a concession here. If you're wearing a glove, you guys can hold hands, you know, just make sure to sanitize before you leave. Maybe there's some sort of rinse. There's got to be some sort of aerosol spray or some sort of rinse that we could apply some sort of technology. It shouldn't come to this place where it's like a 60 year old, sorry, an 80 year old couple married for 60 years, can't even hold hands. So yeah, my opinion, COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. It's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. You know, I stated my perception on the matter in, in regards to the figures. And as long as I respect others and make reasonable concessions like i'll wear a mask where i'm asked to when i enter an establishment i wear a mask public transportation i wear a mask but when i'm outside walking around i don't wear a mask why because studies are inconclusive about it and it's common sense why would you wear a mask outdoors 
the air is filtrating. That being said, we all have to make our own educated decisions. We can't just live in this in this indefinite situation where government and regulatory bodies just feed us whatever information they want. It's mumbo jumbo. It's a bunch of hogwash. Hey, there's something awfully squilly going on around here. Uh, oh, that wascally Wuhan wabbit. Hit me up. JR.thepodcast at gmail.com, folks. I know it's a tired issue, but we have to. We have to have the strength and stand up to the situation. If we slouch down and be scared and, you know, tiptoe around it and be scared to talk about it, it only adds to the fear, the paranoia, and the panic during this pandemic. Bit of a mouthful of alliteration for you. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Moving right along. This is another testy issue. Quick sip of coffee. Coffee break, balls. Don't mind me, balls. <clears throat> Much obliged. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> a little shucking and jiving. A little appropriate for this next segment. <clears throat> this is an article. From cbc.ca, White Student Alliance prompts investigation at Edmonton High School. It is blatantly racist. It's rooted in fear. It's rooted in hate. Administrators at a South Edmonton High School, my old stomping ground, by the by, I'm originally from Edmonton, Alberta, Administrators at a South Edmonton high school are consulting with the Edmonton Police Service Hate Crimes Unit as they investigate an online group that encourages local students to fight black supremacy. The SCONA, the SCONA White Student Alliance, calls on students at Strathcona High School to rise up and fight racism against white people. Accounts for the group were established on various social media platforms this week, prompting concern from students, parents, and school officials. Trisha Esterbrooks, a chair of the Edmonton Public School Board, described the post as disappointing and disgusting. It's blatantly racist, Esterbrooks said during a news conference Tuesday. It's rooted in fear. It's rooted in hate. All of those things are concerning. In a statement to CBC News, an Edmonton police spokesperson said the hate crime and environmental... <clears throat> fuck that one up, sorry. In a statement to CBC News, an Edmonton police spokesperson said the hate crime and violent extremism unit is working closely with the school administration. An investigating officer is consulting with the school and will continue to support them as needed, the statement said. Esterbrook said school officials do not know who was responsible for the accounts, but that does not diminish the harmful content of the messages. It's so clear that further anti-racism education is needed, not just in our schools, but in our society as a whole, she said. All students in our division deserve and have a right to feel safe and welcome and included in our school communities. School promises Zero tolerance. Carrie Rosa, a spokesperson for Edmonton Public Schools, said in a statement that staff were made aware of the social media accounts on Sunday. Police were informed immediately and parents are, or can be expected, an update on the situation later Tuesday, Rosa said. There is a zero tolerance policy for hate-filled accounts and posts like this, the statement said. Our black, indigenous, people of color, students, have the right to feel safe and welcome in their school and community. A Twitter account for the Scona White Student Alliance has been suspended, but as of Tuesday morning in an Instagram account for the group, 
Um, but as of Tuesday morning, an Instagram account for the group remained active. The page was the page has a series the page has a series of troubling posts about racism and discrimination. A post published Sunday reads in part, "White lives matter. We have been forced to sit in our classes and listen to and listen to some clowns ranting how terrible and racist are all whites." Is that me fucking up or these dumbass kids? White lives matter. We have been forced to sit in our classes and listen to some clowns ranting how terrible and racist are all whites. That was a little bit of a grammatical. You know, instead of concocting a white's race supremacy group, like, or anti-black racism group or whatever, like, why don't you learn your fucking grammar, you little dummies? Anyway. A second post published Sunday alludes to Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech in which he spoke about being judged by the content of one's character and not on the color of one's skin. The post suggests the post suggests students are deemed racist simply by being white. You know, that's a very valuable point. Uh, society is being dominated by victimhood and anti-white racism. We are slowly regressing back to a starting point where others are treated differently based on the color of their skin, the post reads. Esther Brooks said she became aware of the posts of, of these posts Sunday after receiving several complaints from parents. She called... <sighs> I have this thing where it's like when I tune out from something and I'm just reading nonsense... I drift off. I have a fairly high reading level. You know, I went to college and I got, you know, I got like A's, 80 plus, 80 percentile in, you know, English, English 101. I have a high reading comprehension level. I read quite a bit. But when I'm reading stuff, sometimes when I just get bored or I feel like I'm not learning anything, I just tune out. It's a lot of talk. And, you know, to the point of this group, the Skona All-Whites Student Alliance, is that what they're called? Uh, the White Student Alliance, the Skona, the Skona White Student Alliance, to their point. I mean, yeah, Martin Luther King Jr., people should be judged by the content, not by the content of their skin, but the content of their character. Yeah, that's very true. And, um, you know, it must be tough for, in this changing world, like, um, you know, when you're young, you want to feel a part, you know, and you, you want to feel a part of something. And you want to feel like, you know, things are in your favor and that they make sense. So, yeah, it must be tough for these white students, you know, to see all this, like, you know, Black Lives Matter, all this protesting, and to feel like they're being vilified just for being white. They're not being judged on the content of their character. They're being judged on the content of their skin. They're white. So they're being judged as such. Okay, well, historically... There's a lot of debate around, um, and this even ruffles some people's feathers, but there's debate around, um, you know, racism and slavery and what slavery means in the Western context. Like, historically and globally, apparently, slavery was conducted in every background and nationality and country. Arab selling blacks... Um, Indians selling Indians to the British, uh, Chinese slaves, sex slaves, robot slaves. Like there's been a plethora of slaves throughout time. What does it mean in the West, Western context in modern day? Okay, yeah. Um, we're at a point right now where the modern black, myself as a black man, I'm not affected by slavery. I'm living in the benefit of the hard work that my, you know, forefathers 
toiled under. They overcame, they uprised. And here I am in present day where it's like my opportunities are before me, just like everybody else. And in that wisdom, we do a disservice to forget. current, modern-day history. I mean, history extends to whatever, billions of years ago, whatever people want to believe. But at least in modern history, at least within the the 20th century, you know, 20th century onward, there has been, you know, some racial tensions between blacks and whites. So yes, it is tough in a modern sense for the white person to have to burden the brunt of past indiscretions. And it's hard for the black person to have to bear the burden of past prejudices. However, moving forward, We are all blessed to live in the 21st century and looking how far we've come as a society and as a people. And the opportunities are bountiful and before us all. And a very sad reality is we live in a world of cynicism motivated by self-interest. Nobody really cares. You know, you see a white student union form, the Skona White Student Alliance, They form because they see a lack of opportunity or they see an overwhelming sense of pro-blackness. They deem it black supremacy. They're they're acting out of their own self-interest. They don't really care. They care about their own self-interest. They don't care about a history of discrimination and prejudice they care about their own self-interest then you got you know young blacks radicalized blacks some people are of the agenda of you know black lives matter and the black movement and you know black excellence and black pride and black 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 blackity black 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 you know they're acting out of self-interest do you see the pattern here We live in a world of cynicism, motivated by self-interest. Nobody really cares. I mean, who cares about feminism? Feminists. Who cares about gay rights? Gay lords. Who gives a fuck about disability? Cripples. Smoke them if you got them, folks. Nobody really cares. It's an unfortunate truth. And hey, one powerful thing about self-interest Private interest serves the general public. If you have the self-accountability, and this is something I heard from the economist Walter E. Williams. um, If you have the self-perseverance and accountability to, you know, get up and produce, you know, a la Martin Luther King Jr., you know, being judged by the content of your character, if your character is one that you will get up and strive for achievement in life, will your work, your private interest, serves the general public. You know what I mean? Like, to use Walter E. Williams' example, why does a farmer get up in the middle of the night early in the morning, freezing cold, you know, to go feed the horses, milk the chickens, tend the cattle. Like, why does he get up in the middle of the night to do that? Because he's altruistic? Because she's altruistic? Because they care about society? No. It's because they can make money and sustain themselves by selling their agriculture. To meet the needs of the people. And in that self-interest, they serve the general public. People get chickens. 
people get cows, pig, pork, poultry, you know? So it's not such a bad thing that we live in a world of cynicism motivated by self-interest. It's just a reality. Human beings, we have to be accountable for each other. And in my opinion, in Christ's love, you know, love your neighbor as you love thyself. Do unto others as you will have done unto you. The golden rule. If we practice that neighborly love and some self-accountability, then we can alleviate the trappings of this world, the pointing of the fingers. I'm going to start a Black Lives Matter movement. I'm going to start a Proud Boy movement. You know, the Black Student Union, the White Student Union, the fucking Pink Polka Dot Door fucking union. It's a bunch of mumbo-jumbo because at the heart of it, Nobody really cares. I mean, half those fucking white student alliance kids, they'll turn coat in a heartbeat. Imagine if they got a call from Kanye West. Nah, 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 that don't kill me. Hey, yo, it's Yeezy. You know, I'm branching out and I'm making a... Yeah, I'm making a fucking shoe clothing liner, lining. A new, a new fucking Yeezy shoe. The new Yeezys are coming out, and I want you to be head of marketing for my Yeezy shoes. You want to come work for a black man? They would jump at it in a heartbeat. Oh, yes, Mr. Yeezy. Yes, Mr. Kanye. They're only in this movement to the extent that it serves their interest. It's not based on anything. It's based on anger, hatred, prejudices, People are self-interested, and that's why they act out the way they do. Same thing with a Black Lives Black Lives Matter or like a black student union person. If you got a black person in the student union who's all gung-ho for black rights and black whatever, that shit goes out the window if they get like a white benefactor. Oh, yes, I'm sir, yes. Paycheck? Paycheck? Okay, then yes, balls. As soon as the money comes in, nobody really gives a fuck. You ever notice that? Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. You know, you got questions, queries, or qualms regarding this matter? Certainly would love to hear from you. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, that's about it for like the news cycle at the moment. Um, And that's a blessing because, you know, the news is kind of... It's pretty contrived and drummed up right now. It's the same old shit from 2020. COVID-19, Donald Trump, fake news, you know, Joe Biden, you know. What you need to do is go out and vote, you, 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 you social predator. Hey, what you need to go do is vote, you super predator. You know, it's like Joe Biden, Trump, COVID-19, racial tensions, yada, yada, blada. So the nice thing about that is it's like, okay, it's obviously hurting. The news is obviously hurting. Maybe it's time to look inward. Maybe it's time to step back from the phone and look inward. Step back from the phone, the computer, the news cycle. Look inward, you know? The answers are within. The kingdom of heaven is within. You know? Free your mind and your ass will follow. As Funkadelic would say. The kingdom of heaven is within. So, free your mind and your ass will follow. I ain't gonna sweat it. You know? I'm I'm looking to, um, you know, self-improve. And work with others who are in that same spirit. Judge them by the, not by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, Bangladeshi. I don't care. Smoke them if you got them. You know, can you crack a couple chuckles? Can you be a decent human being? Can you work hard and care about your friends and family? That's, that's what I look for in a person. You know? As for me, if you know or if you don't know, I am an actor extraordinaire. Performer to the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Yeah. 
Um, I got a new project that I'm itching to dive into. I've been kind of on the back burner about it, getting into the new year, podcasting. But one thing that is very vital, and this is relatable across industry, health. Yeah. Um, In recent years, I've been very active, very fit, and I'm fortunate that I am fit. I work out. My challenge is to take it to the next level, really crack down on the diet and really boost up the boost up the exercise. Like I'm in shape. I do push-ups, I do sit-ups, I skip rope, I jog. But I could go I could go further. I could go further. I could really push it in my workouts and really change my diet. You know, I'm Lord forgive me, I sneak a couple gummy bears now and then I'll eat a fucking pack of gummy bears. Apple apple turnovers, you know, bag of chips, you know. I'm, I'm not a saint. But, you know, moving forward, health is very important for a career. And um, that's what I'm focusing on. Trying to keep, uh, trying to, you know... Really chisel, really chisel that physique. <clears throat> Pardon moi. So, you know, that's very important as an actor. You know, um, my body is my instrument. So I'm focusing on that. And I got further, um, you know, goals that I'm working at. And there's a lot of things in progress. I'm a show rather than tell. You know, I don't like kissing and telling. I like to show rather than tell. So, you know, definitely have some things in the work. More to come. I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yeah. I've been hitting that pad. I've been hitting that pad, that notepad. And, um, you know, I guess I'd be more like writing. But, uh, you know, I've been writing that fucking notepad and uh, just run, riding to the, to the wheels fall off, man. I had to go buy a new pack of pens the other day. I've been writing up a blue streak, folks. I'm like, holy shit, I'm, I'm out of ink. I had to go buy a new pack of pens just so I can continue with the outpouring of ideas that have been coming to me lately as a stand-up comedian, you know, reinvesting in that, uh, in the beauty, the beauty of um, writing. I got a very fond memory, one of the fondest memories, one fond memory of stand-up of the many. Some were quite dismal and dejected, but um, there were many fond memories in my stand-up comedy career. And I remember it was around this time. It was around this time, maybe three years ago, two or three years ago. And I had arrived early at a gig, just some little shithole. I was doing a mic. I get there. I go over to the waitress. Hey, can I get a cup of tea? I bought a cup of tea. Go down to the table. I'm sitting there. Pull out the old notepad, you know, fucking penis, right, pussy doorstop, anal plugs. I'm not really that filthy of a comic, I'm just doing that for poetic emphasis here. I'm more of a, you know, I don't shy away from the hard words, but I'm not particularly filthy in terms of like sex and poo-poo and pee-pee, just more of an asshole than anything, but... You know, I'm writing my jokes, you know, cock smear, jotting shit down. And then it hit me. I'm like, how enjoyable it is to just sit and write. How enjoyable it is to just sit and write. And, and the, the bounty of opportunity like this is my setup folks you know just a notepad and a pen and the opportunity that stems from that and if that's relatable to you if you're a tradesperson you know just what can be done with the human hands building a house trade work craftsmanship the mind, you know, crap, crack open a book, read something, add it to your arsenal in your career. 
as I mentioned, fitness and the possibility that brings, you know? And many plans underway. I wish I could talk about it. I can't because I want to just hit you with it one day. You know what I mean? Talk's cheap. Talk's a mile a minute. A bunch of drunk morons outside my building right now talking. (laughs) Sometimes I complain about them, right? But I understand where they're coming from. You know, I've been there myself before too. I've had drinking problems. I had been very egotistical and outspoken in public. And talk's cheap. It's about action. And doesn't matter how fast or how slow. It's as long as you just get in gear and get in motion. And um, very grateful, as always. Thank you very much for tuning in, folks. See you on the next one. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent February 18th in the year of our Lord, 2021. I don't know what's next. I'm going to start passing around a fucking cup, you know? Spare change, spare change. (laughs) I was really begging you on the end of that one, wasn't I? But thank you very much for tuning in, folks. The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. You know? And as always, if you're getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, folks, help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Aight? The best is yet to come. Peace. <laughs>